0: The Needle and the Mouse. Hi. Hello. This is the first time we've ever done three weeks in a row. Really? Yep.
1: No, for a while we were we were doing them pretty nah, I don't
0: think we've ever done three weeks in a row before.
1: Okay. Well, we can take off next week.
0: I think we might have to because yeah. I'll be flying somewhere. Okay. Uh, so all let's right. make
1: this one really good.
0: Let's do that. You had some topics lined up, so let's start with that. I think we could first talk about our shopping excursion on
1: yeah. Saturday. Yeah. So we we did our, our spring and summer shopping.
0: Well, you mostly did. I didn't really uh, get anything. What? I got, oh yeah, I got some pants. You got shoes, Got more pants. Uniqlo stretchy pants.
1: Yeah, you got shoes.
0: All right, but mostly we mostly want to talk channel about- channel checks, basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> mostly want to talk about The Gap.
1: Yeah. So we went to The Gap on Saturday-
0: Yeah, I haven't been, well, that's not true. I went to that Gap like a week ago.
1: Yeah, and you didn't buy those
0: jeans. No, I tried on uh, two shirts and one pair of pants, and they all fit really weird, so I didn't get any of them. The pants had like a, uh, I don't know who their fit model is for their jeans, but basically they expect you to have some sort of, uh, I think they want you to have a fanny pack on under your jeans or something. There's like a very weird poof in the, Frontal region, that is not flattering to anyone.
1: Interesting. It looked like. I wonder like who who that would flatter. I'm speaking very closely into Thank the you. microphone.
0: That's better. Um, the levels are important. Okay. okay. Anyway, I'm not sure why they have that, but
1: they. So they what? Fit but poorly. what's
0: what's the what's going on at the? Gap? So
1: well, I think we've probably talked about this a bit before. But they hired this woman, Rebecca Bay, about a year and a half ago to be the new creative director. They had fired their creative director, Patrick Robinson, who was you know, a pretty well-respected designer. They brought him in. It never worked. Who was he? He was like – he designed Perry Ellis for a while. He was kind of – he was married to someone who worked at Vogue. so mm. But he was like a cool designer – I really liked the first couple collections he did at Gap, but then they got it got terrible.
0: Was that like two thousand eight, two thousand nine? Yeah, which, yeah, I remember there were a couple um, of decent things, and then
1: there. it just got horrific. Um, so they brought this woman Rebecca Bay in from this H and M owned store called Cos Oh, Yeah, um, she had actually left Cos a few years ago and was doing something. She's Scandinavian, so she was living in like Stockholm or Copenhagen or something, but um. She's she's not really a designer, she's a creative brand director, so she came up, she was like a trend forecaster and she helped launch this company COS, which is at, coincidentally just launched their e-commerce in the US and are opening stores here, but it's kind of like upscale minimalist but not super expensive clothes. This is Um, like the
0: store that every time we go to Europe, Lauren's like, we got to go.
1: Yeah, and less and less. So I think since she's left, it's changed. But they just sell stuff that looks designery and is super basic and cool that you just couldn't get. Kind of what the gap is supposed to be. Exactly. So um, they hired her about a year and a half ago, and I was extremely excited. I've done a couple stories on her. One, I did a big piece last fall for Business of Fashion, right after they showed her first collection, the preview of her first collection. So, so far the clothes, um, I really like the summer stuff, that some of it is online now, some of it is still not available, some of it I have a feeling will never be available because it Mm -hmm. was a little too designy. but I really liked it. I thought spring was fine. Um,
0: What's the, the stuff in the store, what is that now? Is that like summer?
1: Yeah, so here's the thing. There is some great stuff on the web that she did. So if you look up, if you go to fashionista.com, you can see the whole lookbook of everything she did for summer. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. That's not in the store and maybe it's rolling in, you know, they have a lot of different deliveries. Um, but there was one dress I really liked that I ordered online. It's only available online. It's only available in limited sizes because, um, uh, Ralford's eating a piece of paper. Can you grab it yep. from him? Um, but the main thing that's that's frustrating is, A, the fit is still really bad, and B, um, it, it, she's in a really hard position. So they just announced their, their first quarter earnings, and I haven't even looked at same store sales, which are a little more um, helpful, but net sales at Gap specifically, not all the other stores are down 5%, um, which... I don't – it's really not that bad, <laughs> um, but it's bad. But it should be up. Yeah, it should be up if if they have this new designer who has a really great product assortment. So the CEO basically on the earnings call – and you can read Fashionista did a good roundup of this. Um, they had one of their reporters listen to the entire earnings call, which was a good move because the CEO basically said this isn't Rebecca Bay's fault. She didn't have a good merchandiser to help, and she didn't have a good – senior support staff to help her. It, so basically the way a retail brand like that a specialty retailer works is they have an in-house design team, but they also have an in-house buying and merchandising team, and the merchandisers go to the design team and they say these these designs that you created this stuff will work in this market in Texas. So we'll, we'll buy more of the white dresses for the hmm. Texas market, and we'll buy more of the jeans for the New York market or whatever. But they also and give more feedback. more the uh,
0: graphic tees for the Nebraska market. Exactly.
1: So they'll also give feedback. And sometimes the, the best – the best situation is that the merchandiser and the creative director are best friends and totally in tandem and they totally get it, but that rarely happens. And that's been a huge issue at gap. So what was happening with Patrick Robinson, that's been very heavily reported was that, He would make a collection and they would say, Uh, we want to start making a big thing was like going out shirts. They wanted to like make stuff for people to go clubbing. And he was like, What? I don't understand. They would say, There's a big market right now for, you know, tank tops. Can you make 15 different tank tops? And so, if the merchandiser and the buyers and the creative team aren't in tandem, if they're not working well together, then whatever's gonna end up in the store is gonna look like is not gonna be great. So the key for a place like Gap is to let the um, let the creative person kind of have their own way for a couple of seasons. And if it doesn't work, then you have to, you know, rethink that or I mean, ideally you have a mark a merchandiser and a creative person that work together really well. But it just seems to be difficult for a lot of these retailers to find that, and it's been very difficult for Gap. Now, they've hired – they promoted someone who was doing really well at Old Navy to be that person for her, and so they expect the next quarter to be better. But I – it's just – it's really frustrating to me because I have a lot of personal – we both worked we both, at the Gap, yeah. <laughs> but also in, in, I worked ask, there in college, why do we even care about the Gap? But well, I was also d- just, I have a lot of brand affinity, so I care about that brand, not only as like a reporter, but also that when I was in high school, that's when it was really cool. And Mickey Drexler was there and he made the assortment really great. And I wanted to buy full outfits from there. And you worked there in high school and used to buy crazy stuff like leather pants. I buy everything there. Leather um, pants, yep. <laughs> But it it was great. It was a really well-done store, and you wanted to shop there. And I really want it to be like that again. And I will say that I have bought a lot more in the last six months than I've bought there in ten years. But I don't know if that's because I'm rooting for this woman to do well or if I really (laughs) like the clothes. I did get a pair of sweatpants there. Like knit I know – they're not even sweatpants. They're like knit sweater, marl sweater pants kind of. Mm-hmm. basically lounge pants and they're awesome and they sold out and I wanted to get another pair cause they were so great and I couldn't find them anywhere. And I've gotten a couple, I got a couple shirts there on um, Saturday and have gotten a skirt and you know, this stuff is also super affordable cause everything is 40% off always. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like two twenty-five dollars shirts that are, were originally over 50 um, or whatever. So I, it's just – it's a very interesting situation, but it's also frustrating, and it's and it's an example of why retail is such a hard business.
0: Well, yeah. So I, it, to, me, to me, it's almost like they – like no one from Gap has gone into an Apple store in the last 10 years. Yeah. Like, the Gap we went to is their – one of their Fifth Avenue, like I don't think they would call it a flagship necessarily, but it's it's a big store. They just redid the whole thing. It's so it's been redone. It's still not very nice. No, it still looks like it still not looks good. like a shitty Gap. Um, the plastic Gap bags are disgusting. Like yeah. I don't want to carry them around. I don't know why they so haven't sticky. upgraded those. Those crappy plastic bags yet, the fixtures still look awful. Like there's just nothing special about going into the Gap, whereas that mid, even that mid market has moved up. You look at at you know J Crew or even Uniqlo is a lot nicer and more interesting than that. At least the ones that at least a couple of them. Some of them <laughs> are not so nice, but um,
1: we've been to more Uniqlo than most Americans, though.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and. Well, it's just we we had just gone from J
1: Crew, yeah, the which J. is Crew, not perfect,
0: but sure. But that men's shop on Fifth Avenue is really really nice, and the kind of place that you would want to hang out in. And then you go across the street to the Gap, and it feels like a TJ Maxx, basically.
1: Yeah, and and the other thing was that there was a profile on Rebecca Bay in, in Business Week, and it I mean it was basically very similar to other stories that people had written, including me, but they had a lot of access to her. Um, and one of the things she said was, oh, when I got here, I wanted to do like very subdued colors and everyone was like, no, Americans love color. So she did all these pastels, which I actually like, Yeah, but I don't think, I think, and it's really hard when you have shareholders and you have these, you know, they did, I think it was like $860 million in U S sales this year. It's not like they have a choice of just doing whatever the F they want. But it is frustrating to me that someone told her do color because I bet whatever she's thinking in her head is way closer to what, Hmm. you know, a good product is, and if she really understands the gap brand, like she should as a brand person, she should really get that and have studied that to the point of, of, you know, exhaustion, then she should be able to create create stuff that people want no matter what the color is, what the I mean, when you think about what made Gap so I mean Gap has had so many different iterations, but in the 90s when it, when we were growing up and had a real affinity for it, it was that commercial with the swing, you know, um the Brian Setzer orchestra or whatever and they were wearing khakis and white and gray t-shirts. It wasn't colorful. It wasn't... um, Yeah, I like...
0: Well, the the stuff I've bought there this year have just been two chambray denim shirts. Yeah, And they're actually pretty nice. Like, they're nicer than the ones I was getting at Uniqlo. Yeah. But the same. Kind of, like, Japanese-ish utility shirt. But the stuff I tried on this weekend was kind of nice, like, kind of colorful. Yeah. But just didn't fit right, and... It was cheap, like especially 40%, like and they're harassing me via email. What, you don't want 40% off? Yeah. It was one of the subject lines, something like that. So uh, not convinced that anything good is happening there yet. No. And Although I, I went into Banana Republic the other day, and that was still awful. Oh, yeah. And I haven't well, been in Old tired. Navy in a long time.
1: Apparently Old Navy is doing the best
0: I thought uh, the yoga companies. Doing yeah, the best. yeah,
1: they're doing the, the yeah. yo, a- Athleta. I Athleta, think it is. Athleta. Athleta. Athleta, Athleta. I don't know. But but from the three core brands, yeah. Old Navy has the strongest business right now. I, I think Banana Republic just hired Marissa Webb to be its creative director. She was the um, head of women's design at J. Crew for a long hmm. time, and she has her own contemporary line. So um, cool. I think that we'll see a lot of changes there soon and that right. they'll really fight to go up against J crew because the thing is now gaps biggest threat is Uniqlo.
0: Yeah. You know, yep.
1: They can't even come close. To, I mean, their prices are so much lower than J crews now that it you can't even compare the two really. Right.
0: All right. Well, we'll keep, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep going. I, you know, Yeah, I could talk about that. I, for go, to, five, I go to that gap every hours. few weeks sometimes just cause they have a public restroom but anyway Mm -hmm. uh cool well one of the things we want to talk about is the end of brooklyn or at least the end of the brooklyn hipster character uh officially marked by the introduction of 7-eleven slurpees with uh fake mason jars and handlebar mustache attachments i can't believe that exists it's kind of hilarious but uh I believe my friend Joe Weisenthal said on Twitter, okay, that's the end of that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So we were walking around
0: Williamsburg yesterday, and um, it is getting even more ridiculous than before with all these new high-risey buildings. And so what's next after – so Brooklyn, like Williamsburg, has been kind of the the iconic, uh, cool – persona for the last 10 years or something like that yeah. beyond just new york or even america like that's kind of the pattern for the world right now what what's the next what's the next cool cat like persona
1: well i also read an article about um that beards are on their way out because now because oh no yeah i mean i definitely think you should keep your beard regardless all right fine. Because some guys just look really good with beards, and, and you look good with a beard. But um, apparently, you. you know, there's the whole idea that if everybody's doing something, eventually people are going to start to de- deviate from it, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I definitely think we're, a cycle is ending. You know, there's all these, in fashion too, skinny jeans, blah, blah, blah. We've been talking about for a couple of years that skinny jeans are out. Or whatever. Yeah, I almost I, got
0: yelled at the other day because my jeans were too tight.
1: Well, those jeans are just <laughs> too tight on you. Sorry. Um, but I, I that I, I don't know. I, I here's is, the. Where's
0: the next? Is it? Is it the uh, the Venice surf bomb?
1: Well, that's already happened. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think it's, it's not it's Seattle. More fluid than that. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's going to take another ten years for something to emerge because. Really, the Williamsburg thing has been happening more than it's been happening for 15 years, right? Um, and it didn't. When I I remember, I worked there in 2003 at a boutique, and there was a book like You're You're a Hipster If, and it was like Great. you wear a wife beat, you wear like a white v neck Hanes t shirt with worn in APC jeans, you wear um a trucker hat, you wear Clarks. That was like the big thing then was Clarks were mm. very hipstery. Um, and it was like an illustrated book. It was funny. I should have bought it. Cause it was, I mean, I had no money. Um, but so I don't think that that's how it worked. You know, and I, there will always be an alternative counterculture situation. And it was in the early nineties, it was Seattle and that whole thing. And then, in the early Frasier, yeah, exactly. No,
0: you know what? Um, oh, I know what it's gonna be. What? It's gonna be the uh, the uh, kind of semi-depressed San Francisco programmer wearing a Dropbox T-shirt. Maybe,
1: or it is. Maybe you're right, and maybe it is L.A. Because the thing is, now we all yeah, everyone's we moving to L.A. Want to go to, to L.A. I'm sure that was research based, um, but no, we want to go to L. We've been to L. A. We've also had opportunities because we were both freelancing for a long time, to hang out in L. A. for ten days at a time, either for work or your parents were living out there. And I really like it out there, and I want to be there in this way that I've can't. I never imagined the first time I went to L. A. in two thousand three or whatever. 2002, I could have never guessed that I would want to be there yeah. for more than like two or three days at a time. But now I have a real urge to go there. Um, <laughs> so maybe it is out like downtown LA. And, but the thing is that that's all very influenced by Brooklyn. and So where does one stop and the other one end? But you could say that Brooklyn's culture in that early, like late 90s, early 2000s, was very influenced by Seattle and you know coffee house culture and all that stuff. So so
0: maybe with global warming, it's going to be the Brazilian uh, what's that called, Speedo? Yeah, funny. The the uh, the karaoke look. <laughs> it's going to take over the the whole maybe.
1: world. Maybe, maybe. But I think that no, I do think that the, like surf culture stuff is interesting and there's it's going to. It might
0: be a little limited, though. And I
1: also think like that... Like, at least
0: especially here, a lot of it is kind of ironic yeah. surfer. Ironic surfer is the new ironic lumberjack. Yeah.
1: And I also maybe think... Maybe it
0: already is over. I don't know. That don't all know. that... <laughs>
1: it's really hard with the internet to for this stuff to exist for a long time or really exist truly. Hmm. Because look at, look at our favorite topic, Normcore.
0: Yeah, but that was always a joke.
1: Yeah, but... Can you that would not have happened so fast right? if the internet didn't exist.
0: Oh, no, it's a perfect like Twitter reactionary fake yeah. trend.
1: But the thing is that like that is going to affect
0: the internet. <laughs> I think is, it's hilarious because it's it's a trend about nothing. It's like the ultimate Seinfeld.
1: Yeah. But that's but the thing is if that had existed during grunge, don't you think that it would have been a much quicker move in and out of grunge if. Uh, yeah, I you think, know what I mean. I think
0: everything's getting probably quicker. So and it's going to be harder. Together and it's bleeding together. All right, yeah. so there are no. There will never be a, another trend again.
1: Well, it's just or or trends. we'll talk about this ten years from now because why would we ever quit needle on the mouse, <laughs> <laughs> and cuz we We're don't just got to the The other is... thing is we have no photos in this house. <laughs> we only have photos on the internet and here, so this is this is a good time capsule for us. True. Um
0: I've photos on my phone.
1: Yeah, but you know, we don't have any
0: I don't know. All right. we'll print out some photos. <sighs> yeah. Uh okay.
1: So, I don't know. Let's talk about it. Let's revisit in 10 years.
0: The end of Brooklyn. Um the last topic for the week yeah. is uh, I don't know if we're going to do a show next weekend so we'll talk about this now. Yes. Is the Apple Developer Conference so they're going to have like their first product announcement in 8 months or something like yeah.
1: that. Yeah. What so what are the I was kind of listening uh, to you listening to that podcast.
0: Yeah, but... I I mean it's been very Kind of iffy so it's far. Not going to be anything crazy. Well, there's going to supposedly be something called Health Book, which is like a centralized place to organize all your health stats, which I'm sure all all of America is getting very excited about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, today there was some rumor about some home automation stuff. You mm-hmm. can like control your la- lamps and stuff from your phone. Mm-hmm. Which uh, okay. So
1: like the clock clap on clap off.
0: Yeah, the clapper, but except you press an app on your phone instead of clapping. Cool. You might actually like that because
1: yeah, you one would of like the that. few
0: tensions in our <laughs> home life is Lauren going to sleep, leaving the light on and then yelling at me from to the other room to turn the light off.
1: Yeah. No, that would be really helpful. Would for you that?
0: actually uh access your phone to do it though? Yeah, or would I would you be do that. Too, too I'm just sleepy too sleepy to do that. By the
1: time I ask you to shut it off, I'm so, asleep. I'm, so asleep. I'm almost asleep or half asleep.
0: But would you Yeah, I could I could. Would you rouse yourself to access your phone to do that?
1: Yeah, I think so. In general, not every oh, day. Oh, maybe
0: Siri would be listening and you would say Siri turn the lights off.
1: Maybe, yeah. That sounds legitimate. So there's not going to be a TV. <laughs>
0: Better Is that never gonna TV? happen?
1: <laughs> yeah, because we just bought, we just that, bought TV. that stupid Vizio. Um, can you um, could you can you sell that TV?
0: Uh, we could turn it into like an exercise board or something like that. I don't know anyone who. It's, it's not that good. Would not wish it upon other people. Um,
1: so no yeah, TV. I don't ever. think there's
0: gonna be a TV. There might be um.
1: Is there ever gonna be a there's TV? There's probably gonna
0: be some new laptop type stuff.
1: So I shouldn't have just gotten a new laptop. The,
0: it's fine. You got the really tiny one. I don't think they're gonna do anything with that. So there might actually be anything super exciting. Uh, I mean, I don't know, but this is the nice thing about Apple is that when things get quiet, sometimes that means that something really interesting is about to happen. So cool. We'll have to see.
1: Did did everybody anticipate the iPhone when that was happening?
0: There were, I don't think there's going to be something on that level.
1: Ever again, probably.
0: Probably never again. No, I think that was the one. Um, Yeah, there were uh, reports for a long time that Apple was working on a phone. But no one knew how crazy it would be until that day. That was like one of the. Were
1: you there for that?
0: No, I was in the office at Forbes. Wow, that happened going when holy shit! At
1: Forbes. Yeah. that's great. That's a long time ago.
0: Yeah, two thousand seven, January uh, something. Wow. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they'll have like a new iPad or a new no. Because that's here's the other thing is that things leak now a lot fa- a lot earlier because yeah. all the Chinese uh, manufacturers. The only way to kind of prevent a leak like that now is to announce something way in advance, which is Annoying. also not Apple style because they like to be able to say, and it's shipping today you, or and it's shipping think, in three weeks. Yeah.
1: Do you think that the Beats people are going to be up on the stage? Maybe they're going to have a performance? Oh,
0: yeah. That's a I don't know what's going on there. That's a disaster? Well, no, I wouldn't say it's a disaster, but it's something has, has happened.
1: Uh, so you don't think it went through?
0: Well, I I don't know anything, but it seems like something happened. So I don't know. But there at the uh, Recode con- the Code Conference, yeah. which is the new D, which is this week.
1: Uh, yeah, I saw There's supposed to be Peter people Kafka. from Apple
0: uh, speaking there. So oh,
1: interesting. I saw Peter Kafka, um, Instagram Terra Nova or whatever. Oh yeah, where I've randomly been, and I was like, is this the place where you went to the All Things D conference? That place is very interesting.
0: Yes. Um, All right. So I don't, I mean, the expectations are, oh, so here's the big thing is that uh, Apple's going to most likely show off the new Mac OS, Uh which much like the new iOS last summer is probably going to look pretty different.
1: Okay. So our our computers are going to look different?
0: That's the theory. I have to do a little more research about this. Which uh, which could throw people off. I mean, I don't I don't think they're gonna mess with it too much because it's a very comp- you know complex and now fourteen year old OS. So I don't think they're gonna like flip it upside down. Yeah. But it's gonna look different, I think. And the way judging by the way people respond to even subtle changes of the way things work, like their phones or Facebook or something like that. Yeah. There could be some people whining about it. So yeah. I have to, I have to do a little more research about that, but cool. I might, I might write a post about that this week. So cool. that's, uh, so you'll see, I don't know. This could be one of those things where people are like, Oh, I'm not upgrading. Cause it's, it's awful. Yeah. Whereas everyone now has iOS seven and they're like, Oh yeah, it's actually fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, that was was iOS 7 with Apple Maps? No, that was 6. Right?
1: Yeah. But, yeah, I heard your little friends on that one podcast talking about uh, how six, they might do... They're trying to fix the map still. And really want to do more with them.
0: Yeah, I think they bought um, HopStop or something like that, which is one of the better... Uh, transit transit mapper so maybe apple maps will finally have transit but at this point everyone i know has switched to google maps the only thing i think that apple maps does better maybe is the turn by turn mm. which i never use cuz we don't drive I'm not driving a car so yeah anyway so that should be exciting i don't cool. think i don't think there's going to i don't think they're going to have a new iphone yet that's like the big thing that i'm waiting for is the big the bigger iphone so that we can get rid of verizon and probably switch to T Mobile or something. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna wait for that. That I'm I'm not expecting that until the fall still. But okay. who knows, you know, Apple sometimes surprises. Yeah. And other than that, I want there to be a new Apple T V thing, like with new design and that sort of mm-hmm. stuff, but I don't know. It doesn't seem to be happening anytime soon. Yeah. With the app store or something. I think that could be cool. Cool. Maybe like video game controllers, but I don't know if they have the the balls to do that. Yeah. That's like a big step. Mm. Would you ever play a video game?
1: <laughs> no. Okay. I've, I'm too old
0: now. Cool. All right. Well, um, thanks for listening to our third, third week in a row. Yeah. We will follow up on all these stories probably two weeks from now, something like that. For reference and historical uh, timekeeping, it's May 26th, Monday, Memorial Day, 2014. Uh, oh, yeah, we have something to promote. This is our, our sponsor.
1: Our sponsor is ourselves.
0: Um, Lauren has a new newsletter, so if you want to keep track of all of her fashion news writing and whatever else she shares, you should go to tinyletter.com slash Sherman. And sign up for her new newsletter. The first issue will be going out Tuesday, tomorrow, May 27th. Uh, Definitely sign up. Again, tinyletter.com slash Lauren Sherman.
1: Thank you for promoting me.
0: Yeah, I'm going to sign up. Thank you. I think it'll be interesting.
1: Well, the point of it is not really for a lot of people to sign up. It's more for people to stop asking me. What have you been up to? Every time I see them, because it's really yeah, this annoying. is like a way I don't want to have them. to brag to them. To my, you, have figures. you been
0: updating your Tumblr regularly? or no? Yeah,
1: I put almost every story I write on there. Oh, cool. But I don't really look at Tumblr. who
0: look who reads that. You know. No. Uh yeah, apparently not enough people.
1: Almost more for myself just to keep track of right. stuff.
0: Yeah, people are also pretty lazy, so email is great because then. Well, you know, 5% of them will be bored enough to read the whole thing. Yeah, and 50% of them maybe will open it.
1: I've had a couple friends ask me to send, like, mass emails every time I write something. Yeah. And then I also have noticed a couple freelance writers who also do this and have subscribed to their newsletters. So I thought it was a good idea.
0: Yeah, there's a guy in, in tech, Benedict Evans, who, who built a newsletter and it now has, like... 13,000 subscribers or something and it helped him get a job at Andreessen Horwitz. So wow. that's cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you can also email us questions or topics or commentary to hello at the needle and the You can reach us on Twitter at needle and mouse. And if you enjoy the show, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud or iTunes and get future episodes delivered automatically, or however it works. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you soon.
1: Bye!